Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Today's guest is Champagne Showers creator, Boswell Hudson. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Before we get into Champagne Showers later and what it is, tell me who you are. I'm from Monticello. I've lived in central Illinois my entire life, except for I studied abroad in England. So I spent like four or five months away. I went to college at the U of I, graduated in 2015, and I've just been kind of kicking it around town ever since then. And what did you study at U of I? I studied ancient history classics is what it's called. Well, that brings us to your day job. Let's talk about that. Do you have that job because you are a good writer, because you're a science geek or both? I'm definitely not a science geek. I mean, like I liked it in school, but I, I never thought about pursuing it as a as a profession at all. But here in Champaign-Urbana, those are kind of the best gigs for writers. Nationally relevant sciences in our computer science program and our supercomputer. We have a pretty robust public affairs department. I get to write a lot. We're always doing innovative and uh, cutting edge things in in a variety of different areas. It's mostly just because it's the, it's the best place to write here. I mean, it's just it's the place that you can have the most impact, I think. You worked for Smile Politely at one time. What was your beat for them? I didn't really have a beat. I mean, I was just kind of the third person on the totem pole. There's Seth Patrick, me. And uh, I did, I guess I was opinion editor. I didn't do like a exemplary job, I don't think. You know, we probably published a few articles a week. You know, I pinch hit and I wrote on the splog, which is like how I kind of got to keep track of local news during the day and kind of keep on top of that beat. But that wasn't, you know, everyone did that at Smile Playly. It wasn't like, it was my only thing. And uh, I also pinch hit with like the Pygmalion Festival. At the time we uh, operated a venue in the high dive space called the Accord. It was fun. It was it was a, a champagne conglomeration of just a lot of different cultural things. And it was a, it was a great experience. You've also been published nationally by other websites and other publications. Who else have you written for? I freelance a little bit just as as things come up, as things kind of fall together. I've written for the Washington Post. This past winter, I had a piece in the Chicago Sun-Times. These are primarily sports features. I really like basketball. I just, as simple as that, I just love it. And I picked up on a couple of unique stories about particularly high school teams and really unique locations with other things happening in the background uh, besides just basketball. So it's it's been a good way to experience feature writing and kind of dive into some important things regionally. In January of 2018, you wrote an article for Medium.com. It was about the incident with anti-chief activist and filmmaker Jay Rosenstein. You thought your former employer, Smile Politely, went too far in defending him. What was that about? Just sort of the way that they framed it. And I'm sure that once Seth hears this, I'll get a text. But just from how I saw it, like the way that he approached writing that article, he came out immediately touting Jay's awards. And Jay may be a very talented journalist and very talented filmmaker. He obviously is. But when you're talking about, you know, going into a bathroom and trying to take pictures of someone, I think that there's a there's a line that you kind of have to draw and just say, like, you know, you could accomplish the same thing by standing outside and taking a picture of him going in and coming out dressed a different way. And when Smile Politely kind of used that as their sort of main crux of their argument, I didn't really agree with that. You know, I think we need to be able to look at these things more objectively and not really from a sense of, well, how could they arrest a a great filmmaker? I don't think that's the issue. The issue is more 
was this a bad thing to do or not? And I think it means pretty clearly not a not a good move to go into a public restroom and take pictures of someone regardless of the newsworthiness around it. So you grew up here. You watched the chief come out at halftime. Yeah. It was a tradition, but now we know it's offensive imagery. What would you like to say to people who just can't let it go? See, this is the thing, right? So I kind of wish I hadn't written that piece about Jay because it's kind of conflated as any anyone who is attacking Jay as pro-chief. And I couldn't disagree with that more. You know, I think everything that Jay's fought for is priceless. You know, you, you can't really quantify the impact that he's made on righting these systemic wrongs in our in our system. Now, what I would say to a modern day chief supporter and what I usually do on social media, my favorite thing to do is just send a link to the Wikipedia article for a minstrel show. There's no difference between what the chief did and what a minstrel show was. And, you know, I remember being in the stands when I was five years old with my grandfather, who was a U of I alum and you know we all got up and did the dance and it was cool and and that got fans fired up and I think to take something away like that is no doubt jarring so I get why people are are jarred by it but you have to be able to zoom out you just have to be able to zoom out and see that like you know this is the same thing as as parading other races around you know for us to for our own enjoyment it's it's not that hard to look at and just and see that that's what's going on and that that's wrong. Okay, it's time to talk about Champagne Showers. What does the name mean and what was your inspiration for starting this news source? The name, I get a lot of people who think it's some sort of a Donald Trump reference. We get a lot of that. Uh, but no, it's a, a Champagne Shower is a celebratory thing. You know, like when a baseball team wins the World Series, they'll pop champagne in the locker room. And it's also a line in a bunch of rap songs. <laughs> and I, love, I have a very... Uh, big interest in, in hip-hop music. So I that line's just always kind of resonated with me as a, as a resident here. And uh, I knew a really good graphic designer, and I asked him to put two champagne bottles together, like a soccer crest logo. And uh, I really liked what came out, and I, I liked the name, so I just kind of went with it. So that's how I got the name. What it is, is just kind of a, a hobby. What I do is every day I go through all the local news and I try to collect the stuff that I think is the most important. You know, you have to sift through stuff. Everyone has a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily care about. So I try to apply like a little bit of a critical eye in aggregation. And then I add to, or like to add a, just like a little quip. A lot of times it's sarcastic. A lot of times it's just a joke. Sometimes I, you know, go a little deeper and, and try to dig some stuff up and do a little bit of more like quote unquote opinion writing, but mostly it's just a aggregation of, of things that I think are important. If I wanted to read a one minute post to be informed every day about my local community, that's what I'm the I am trying to give it when I curate it. Have you gotten grief for being kind of snarky? Oh, all the time. When I wrote for Smile Politely, have you followed the April Fool's jokes they do? Okay, so I wrote my article on uh, John Gross, and it was before he was fired, and I wrote, John Gross has been fired. Just kind of anticipating it. It got picked up pretty seriously in like the 24-7 sports forums, and like all these people kind of believed that it was real. And then they did a little like investigating into like me and like what I wrote, and I think my favorite comment was someone said I put on like an O, like O de snark, like the French word. Yeah, I get I get a lot of flack for just being snarky or just saying things that people don't agree with. And that's fine. Like, I think it's okay to, to have off-the-cuff opinions on local news. If you can't do it there, where can you do it? I have not looked at how many followers you have. You've been doing this a short time. What are you up to about now? I think I have like 1,200 on Facebook and 300 on Twitter. But yeah, it's a, it's a small community and you kind of got to know 
who to target and, and who's going to be interested in, in what stories. And the thing I noticed about the blog is that it kind of hits on a lot of things that other places only partially cover. So, you know, for example, Smile Politely covers a lot of things in town, but they don't do much for Illini sports. And the News Gazette has contracts with the DIA, so they have to look at Illini sports in a certain way. So, you know, you can just kind of find parts of the community that aren't necessarily being covered and present them to a wider audience. For example, I also like I cruise the meme pages all the time, like the U of I subreddit and like the Facebook groups, because, you know, that's not something a news organization or a magazine or someone that takes themselves seriously is going to post. But if I see a funny, locally relevant joke, yeah, I'm going to put that in the blog. I'm going to put that in the blog every day, probably twice. So there's just like a kind of a freedom to not be bound. And you post it every morning or do you have a goal, a time? Yeah, I try to get out by 9.30. Sometimes I have busy mornings. Some days I'll just miss it. But yeah, I try to get try to get it out every morning. You reached out to me and Sven Johnson and Mike Carpenter, and you wanted to kind of put all of our podcasts under the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. What gave you that idea? One of the sites I read a lot and listen to a lot is The Ringer. It's a podcast network started by Bill Simmons, who used to be on ESPN. And so he has this like huge network of really good personalities that focus on, you know, he has a basketball podcast, he has a football podcast, he has all the genres of like sports and pop culture. When I want to listen to something about a certain sports league or a certain team or, you know, a movie comes out and I want to listen to a podcast about it, I check there first because I just trust them for pop culture and sports. But I also like local media and I have this experience and interest in local media. And I thought, I know that there are all these local podcasts happening. I knew of yours. I knew that Mike at the time was just leaving the radio station. And I was a fan of the critical eye that he gave Illini Sports for a long time. And I knew that Sven had done a really cool kind of like song exploder type thing where he dives deep on like one particular song from an artist. And I thought, you know, like if someone's looking for these local podcasts and they search for champagne on like Apple podcasts, it's not going to come up. If it were collected somehow that someone could Google champagne podcasts and find all of a sudden on the first result, they have three of crossover interest of things, you know, they like sports, they like local news and politics, or they like music, you know, there's a there's a good chance that there's going to be some crossover there. So it's just kind of a, a part of media I feel like hasn't necessarily been explored in town. And this is just making it more easily discoverable and more kind of building a community around it. And you didn't expect anything from us other than to kind of be part of a yes. community group. Just say the words at the beginning. That's all I asked for, I think. Just kind of want to build this local community, a place where, where people can come to subscribe to whatever type of local news they like. Are you torn about the fact that if the News Gazette goes away, we won't have local news? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think the News Gazette's a big contradiction for a lot of people, right? Because my good friend Jonathan Hedinger is a reporter at the News Gazette, and he brings up this really good point every time that, you know, they post a, an absurd, like, mugshot, which is just the norm there, right? Or any time that there's a, a shameful editorial that they write, which is, like, once a week, right? But, you know, when, when they do a particularly egregious one, I think what you'll see happen is you'll see this huge groundswell of people who say, like, I'm canceling my subscription. I don't care. This is so bad. Like, I just, death to the News Gazette, right? And I understand that. I mean, Jim Dye wrote an opinion piece targeted at my mother. Okay, I, I hate the editorial board of the News Gazette, right? I don't, not a big fan. But I think that they serve a, a vital role that no one can fill. If they could, they would by now. If we don't have, you know, Julie Worth keeping an eye on the U of I, who is? Is Smile Politely going to send someone to all the U of I meetings? Are they going to be able to afford to pay that salary? I don't think so. Without 
Adalberto Toledo, who's going to keep an eye on, on local government, you know? So I don't think the apparatus as a whole is bad. I think it's, it's funded by people with antiquated ideas and, and they get to call the shots and that's just kind of the way of the world and it's gross, but they're being forced to tighten up right now too. So it's a tough position to be in, but local media suffers when, when people say they're going to pull their subscription from the news gazette because no one else can, can do what they do, even for the stuff that you disagree with. I mean, there's, there's tons of brilliant reporting that's happening that we wouldn't get otherwise. If you know anything about you, it's that you're an Illini super fan. Let's say the Illinois football program had given you a 10-year contract. What would you have done differently? Free student tickets. That's what they need to do, and they've needed to do that for a long time. I think a lot of times there's this tendency to make a story around Illini sports every year, you know, like this is going to be the year, the redemption story. You read it every offseason. I wish someone would just embrace the fact that the story is that we're bad. Like, it's a remarkable story that we've had a decade of incompetence, one of the biggest public universities in the United States, and we can't win more than four football games. That's insane. I don't know that I, I could have done anything to fix it. Um, I think just noting and, and just owning the the badness, I think, is, is something that's frustrated me about Illini fans for a long time. There's just this, uh, this tendency to not be able to accept that this is really a bad time and, and almost textbook incompetence. You won two in a row, though. Yeah, well, actually, this is awesome. The turning point is now. So if you want to hop aboard the bandwagon, now's the time. You know what? I'm good. But thank you for the offer. The Art Theater recently announced its closing. What restaurant or landmark has closed in this area that you wish you could bring back? Uh, I think the most iconic closure was probably Ants in Your Pants. It was a kind of like an indoor playground. I remember my daycare lady took us there like a lot. It was like a special day when you went to Ants in Your Pants. It's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese's, but maybe like off-brand. Like, you know, we weren't the Chicago suburbs, so we didn't have like the on-brand I think you had to go to Springfield to get to a Chuck E. Cheese's, for example. Yeah, and I think that there were like arcade games and probably like pizza. I don't even, I don't think they had like animatronic like mice, but I think they might have had like animatronic ants. Were they as creepy, you think, as the mice? Because the mice have like haunted my dreams. I, I think it's hard to top that. I think the ants are just, you know, just like, whoa, that's a big ant. <laughs> I have to ask, you don't filter who draws your ire in your daily updates. I mean, that's great about you. If you could tell one person right to their face how much they suck, who would you want to tell that to? This is bad. This is, I feel like this is intentionally trying to get me in trouble. I think Jim died. Jim died. What you said about my mom was mean. What did he say about your mom? <laughs> oh, my mom was a, she was a professor at Eastern Illinois and she wrote a opinion column that got picked up by a bunch of newspapers throughout the state. And it was like a love letter to Bruce Rauner, but a breakup letter because uh, she at the time was working at EIU. People were getting laid off. You know, that was a, he held them hostage. He held Charleston hostage. And so she wrote this letter and apparently affected James very, uh, very personally. He felt the need to. Did he call your mom out by name? Yeah, he did. Jim dies an asshole. He is an asshole. All right, let's talk about what's next for Champagne Showers. I mean, is it just to grow your base? Do you eventually want to have advertisers, or is this just something you want to keep on the down low as a hobby? Ideally, I'd like to just do it every day and have that be my job, right? But <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily possible. And, you know, I like, I like keeping it ad-free, and I think people like to consume their news that way with like you know a little bit of snark and like very quickly i see where it could be a, an actual useful resource to people and i think i'm starting to see that a little bit 
I would like to add more podcasts always. I have a couple that I'm reaching out to and, and trying to bring into fruition, but as of yet, uh, we just have the three. Yeah, just I'd like to keep growing this community and, and we'll see. If somebody wants to reach out to you or wants to just kind of find all your stuff in one place, I know you're on Facebook. I know you're on Twitter. Where is the best place to find you? ChampagneShowers.com. Twitter is at 217showers. And on Facebook, if you just search Champagne, like the town, showers. And then we have a podcast page on the website too. You can find all the podcasts, everything, you know, all of your episodes, even from before you join the network. Can you do me a favor that next time somebody suggests the golden shower variety and the sexual reference, can you look at them blankly and make them explain it? Like, can you do that for me? Just pretend you don't know, have any idea what they're talking about. What is that? Yeah. Can you please expand on that a little bit? I'm not sure what. I'm not familiar with that concept. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Boswell Hudson, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.